Hey guys, what's up? This is Joy with Life Love Lessons. I'm your podcast host. And I was coming back to do a second part of my testimony. I wanted to come back and let you guys know that that part of my testimony was really important in order for me to even get to this part of my life right now. So back in 2006, I was in a situation with a woman in a relationship. I was living with her. We was together for basically three years. And my great aunt had came to me, you know, and she was telling me that wasn't of God. And she was, you know, letting me know, hey, Joy, sin is real and you're you're practicing that sin. She was letting me know about that. And I was just going around my merry way saying, oh, she can't judge me. Who is she? And I didn't want nobody telling me what to do. Like, I felt like I'm the queen of my own castle. And what I say go. No, what God says go. And I had to learn that. So I was steady being rebellious. I just basically went on about my business and went on with my own life. And I was hanging out with the girl. And, you know, we were still together, you know. And what happened was I started feeling in my spirit, you know, hey, I need to get out this situation. And one day, while I was in the bed with this woman, I had a vision. Yep, God got to me. And in that vision, it was so horrible. Nothing was pleasant about what I seen. And all I can tell you is, is that it made me wake up out of my sleep. And contact my auntie and ask her, how can I be saved? Those were my words. So one day, you know, if anybody in the future wants to know about the visions, I can be able to give you, you know, the parts that, you know, stood out to me. And I can remember them and let you know what exactly I seen in that vision. I'm just going to let you know, it made me run to the phone at five in the morning. I'll never forget. And ask my auntie, and Roberta, I want to be saved. How can I be saved? And at that point, nothing else mattered. The love that I thought I had for that woman in that type of way, that did not matter no more. Because then at that point, I knew that God was real (laughs) yeah like God showed me that that hell is real okay and he showed me that you know that is something that I don't need to be in so my point of this part of the testimony is to say that with sin we practice it and not even know it now of course some have been enlightened and they understand okay yeah, it's wrong to do it. And how can we not do it? Because we live in this this body every day. Yeah, hey, I even said on my last episode that do I sin? Because 
anything can be a considered a sin depending on like for instance if you fall and just say you say a swear word or they say cuss word that's that's not right that's not of god you see what i mean it could be anything it could be as simple as being mean to somebody <laughs> you know what i mean or doing stuff that you you know even laughing at something that you know is not it, it can be it is so easy to get yourself in a situation because we have a carnal nature that's inside of us like like i said we was born with that carnal nature that carnal character the way that we think and the way that we see things and the way that we act and that is of the world, right? So I wanted to encourage people to let you know that by God's grace, after I got out that horrible situation with that girl, God allowed me to get baptized. Now, this was my second time getting baptized because when I was 18, I got baptized, but I did not take God serious. I just did it because my auntie told me to. But when I got baptized when I was 26, yeah, that one was heartfelt. And I repented of my sins. And God gave me his Holy Spirit. And when God gave me his Holy Spirit, I felt so clean. You hear me? I mean, like, it was just such an experience because I understood when I was repenting, I understood that in me is no good thing. And I understood that I had a carnal nature. And then I also, you know, if God is willing, I can also have a godly nature. Now, once you receive the Holy Spirit, God will guide you. Will you mess up? Oh, listen. As long as you're in this body, God is going to continue to be working on you. Continue working on you. Now, I should not be doing certain things that God delivered me from, right? Like, I'm not going to go... <laughs> I'm not going to go and, and, and be a booster now, okay? Because I know that's not of God. You know what I mean? I'm not going to go and rob a store. I mean... I'm just saying like the, like, should we, you know, we, no one should sin on purpose, right? Now in us, we have a fleshly nature that sometimes is strongholds. It's a lot of strongholds. And I had a lot because even once God delivered me, when I backslid after I was born again and I'm, and I backslid and mess and messed up in, in some stuff, I'm going to tell you something, those strongholds will hold on to you. You have to repent. You have to get up out of that stuff. So that way God can clean you and bring you back to the right standing in Jesus Christ and Nazareth's name. It's nothing about us that we should look down on people. That's my point in giving y'all this testimony. Because I wanted to show you guys that it's a conscience thing. Once you get the Holy Spirit, God gives you a conscience that... It's his own spirit in you showing you the difference between right and wrong and why doing the wrong thing is not good. He'll show you how to go around that thing and not practice it. Okay. And, and, and that is what is really all about is walking in the Holy Spirit with him inside you and not grieving him. Amen. 
And that's why I'm thankful because, like I said, nobody is going, even if you go five days without sinning, you're going to end up doing something that, because we are in this fleshly nature. And I have scripture to back it up. I have scripture to back it up. Once you become a believer, you may not just say, do this or do that or do this, but you're going to end up doing something and you're going to have to repent and get out of it. You, you're going to be practicing holiness. Holiness means separating. Holiness means setting apart. You know what I mean? So you're not going to, you know, do those things that you used to do point blank. And even if you was to look at a situation and say, you know what, well, I still listen to this, or maybe I still do this. God is still working on you, but the, the next person shouldn't be like, oh, this person is horrible because you don't know what they went through in their life. And I am going to pray for you right now in the name of Jesus, because I want each and every one of us to be delivered and make it to the other side in good standing. And the only way we can do that is by giving God our all, repenting of our sins every day. When we mess up, Father, forgive me in the name of Jesus. Lord, help me. Those, those should be prayers on our lips. Heavenly Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, I thank you for just this opportunity lord lord god you know it's not nothing good in me oh god except you and i thank you god for being good i thank you god for being the great i am that i am oh god lord i pray god for every listener even if it's only one person that listen lord god i pray for their souls oh god that you would draw them to you oh lord god you said if your name be lifted up you would draw all souls to you amen lord god i thank you god for just everything that you have just given us in life you have provided such an opportunity oh lord lord god you do not take pleasure in the wicked perishing rather you do want us to turn from my wicked ways oh god father lord god have your way oh lord and pull on their heartstrings oh god oh lord god break the stony hearts oh god hallelujah hallelujah lord god have your way lord because i know you are good and you are good all the time you are righteous all the time and you are awesome and you will do a great thing oh lord god lord you said that the harvest is plenty but the labor reserve you oh lord god God, I just thank you, Lord, for the souls, oh God, that are out here, Lord, just searching, just looking, oh Lord God, to see, oh God, where, where can they hide in? Because this world is like literally going to ruins. I mean, as the technology come, Lord, as all this stuff is happening around us, oh God, the only one we can really depend on is you. You're the only one that's trustworthy. You know our end. You know our end at our beginning. Hallelujah. So I just pray, Father, that anybody that is listening in Jesus' name, Lord God, that they will come and just understand the sin. This is something naturally that everyone has done. We all have fallen short of your glory. Oh, Lord God. And I just pray, God, that they will repent. And repenting is asking for forgiveness and turning around to a new direction, changing your mind. 
This, this is exactly what it is, Father. And I know that you have given us this understanding. And I ask all of this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I appreciate if you are still listening to the podcast episode. And I wanted to go over to the Amplified Bible Uh, This is the version of the Bible called the Amplified. It's Matthew chapter 7. And it says, Do not judge and criticize and condemn others unfairly with an attitude of self-righteous superiority, as though assuming the office of a judge, so that you will not be judged unfairly. For just as you hypocritically judge others when you are sinful and unrepentant, so will you be judged. And in accordance with you, O man, whomever you are who judges and condemns another, for imposing as judge and passing sentence on another, you condemn yourself because you who judge are habitually practicing the very same things that you censor and denounce. Okay, so this is important because as I told you that... When my auntie was coming to me, she was telling me something that I didn't want to hear because I felt like, who was she to tell me? Now, I seen her life. Her life was a light. Even when, let me go back five, six, seven, I'll go back seven years prior. Even seven years prior, she was a light to me. Like, I always would see her as a light. I didn't see her as being a hypocrite. You see what I mean? So I just told her not to judge me because I didn't want her to be in my business. And I was just being, you know, the nature of a sinner is the sin. I'm just keeping it real. I'm not making no excuse. This is just our nature. You know what I mean? When you don't have, when you don't understand that God is real and he's awesome and that he's life changing, then you are going to be just like how I was. It don't have to be a sexual sin. It could be something like lying or cheating. It could be something with the opposite sex that you're doing. You you know what I mean? So this is why I was like so against her because I didn't want her to reveal my darkness. I was steady trying to hide it and I didn't want her to say nothing. So my point is from reading the scripture. I read that on purpose because I wanted you guys to understand that when Jesus was talking to us, as he was talking to the disciples, okay, do not judge and criticize and condemn others unfairly with an attitude of self-righteous superiority superiority as though assuming the office of a judge so that you will not be judged unfairly for just as you hypocritically judge others when you are sinful and unrepentant see he was talking to people that you know he's telling them listen if you're judging people but you're not you basically is doing the same thing you're not basically you are doing the same thing and you're judging people See, he, he wanted to, he wanted us to understand to not do that. So when we use that as, as people that's walking in sin, oh, don't judge me. Who are you? Ah, 
<laughs> okay, I, I had to do that. Like, yeah. When we do that type of thing, if you're doing it to a righteous, a person is really living in God and living holy, they're not going to even think about that part. Like they're not going to feel ashamed about it. Okay. What they going to do is they going to be praying to God and then they're going to also still be firm. You see what I mean? And that's what my auntie did. She didn't feel bad. I know she didn't because she kept coming to me. She, I know she was praying for me because the reason I know she was praying for me is that I, I would, I would see her praying, you know, like she, I know she was praying for me. And not only that, she also, um, always have, she always have prayed for me. She always was there for me. And even when I was younger, when I was homeless, she would always offer me a meal. She was just always giving to the homeless. She was always just like being a blessing to me. You know what I mean? So I seen that she had a godly personality and she was like definitely not judging me. But again, I was trying to cover my sins. So I wanted to be mean and, you know, I didn't want her in my business. So what I'm trying to tell you is, is that when Jesus is telling us, do not judge and criticize and condemn others unfairly with an attitude of self-righteous. Okay. He's saying that to people that's practicing sin and just doing all this stuff and doing the same thing. So he's not saying that to people that's following him. You know what I mean? Like the people that's following him and they come to tell you his word. They might not even be judging. Like for me, I'm not judging nobody. Only thing I want to do is I want to give you the word so that way you could be able to read it for yourself and you could come to God and repent and you could be able to get saved in Jesus name because God allowed me to be a male lady with a message. When a male man drop off mail, are you going to beat them up because your gas bill $500? No. Are you going to beat them up because your Verizon bill 150? I mean, Hey, nowadays, who knows? Maybe somebody will, but really, why would you? Because they are just delivering a message. That's what I'm doing. And I always keep it like that because I understand everybody has been through something. Everybody walked. Come on. This world is so huge. Everybody's walked in a certain way in life. Everybody's went through some pain. Can I get an amen? They, some people went through some sorrow. Okay, and God understands that and God will wipe away all our tears. Amen. All we have to do is just trust him, trust him, trust in him in Jesus name. And I love that Jesus made the scripture so clear because when I was younger, well, before I understood what God's word is saying, I thought that he's saying that to everybody. Rather, you know, don't matter if they were righteous or unrighteous. No, he's talking to unrighteous people, hypocrites. Okay. Which even I'm going to tell you, I was, and I'm pretty sure some of y'all was too. Like we have now, some people may not have been hypocrites that are sinners because some people, they could walk in one way and that's who they are. And they, you, they'll tell you, take it or leave it. I've heard people say, Oh, I'm listen, I am what I am, you know, and, and guess what? If God, you know, 
all I can do is pray for them. You know what I mean? Because it's all, it, it really does take the person and it also takes God to help. He draws the soul. Then what happens is that person also has, has to admit, you know, they can't just say, oh, uh, I'm coming in this world to be black and die, you know, okay, but it's more to life than that because eternity is forever. So I want to go over a little bit more. Just give me one second. I know this is Romans. Okay, so we're going to read Romans chapter 2. And I'm just going to, yeah, I'm just going to keep reading. Okay, so this is Romans chapter 2. Now, it says, but we know that the judgment adverse verdict sentence of God falls justly in accordance with truth upon those who practice such things. And do you think or imagine, oh man, when you judge and condemn those who practice such things and yet do them yourself, that you will escape God's judgment and elude his sentence and adverse verdict? Or are you so blind as to trifle with and presume upon and despise and underestimate the wealth of his kindness and forbearance and long suffering patience? Are you unmindful or actually ignorant of the fact that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repent, to change your mind and inner man to accept God's will? Amen. That's really what it's all about. We don't have to judge people if we are doing the same thing that they're doing rather we should be able to pray for people and and give a message of the word and say you know what god helped me he got me out of the situation he delivered me in jesus name amen because that's what's going to make another person say you know what he did it for joy he can do it for me you know, and, and they, they could say, wow, you know, she was delivered from being in that type of situation. Wow. To God be the glory. Instead of a finger pointing at them, it's more of an embrace. That's what I'm giving. Amen. However, you will have some people that will judge that is doing the same thing. And Jesus spoke about it. And now in Romans chapter two of the New Testament, Paul is speaking about it. People that is doing the same thing as the people that is sinning. And then they're making the people that sinning feel bad about what they're, what they're doing, but they're practicing it too. Now that is not right. Now that is judging. So what I wanted to say is, is that what we have to figure out right now is number one, if you decide to believe or not, if you do desire to believe to God, be the glory. If you don't, then it's up to you. It really is. Amen. I want to read verse five. This is of Romans chapter two. Okay. It says, but by your callous stubbornness and the impenitence of heart, you are storing up wrath and in an ig." <laughs> indignation for yourself on the day of wrath and 
indignation when God's righteous judgment, just doom, will be revealed. For he will render to every man according to his works, justly as his deeds deserve. To those who, by patient persistence and well-doing, springing from piety, seek unseen but sure glory and honor and the eternal blessedness of immortality, he will give eternal life. But for those who are self-seeking and self-willed and disobedient to the truth, but responsive to wickedness, there will be indignation and wrath. And there will be tribulation and anguish and humility and constraint and for every soul of man who habitually does evil, the Jew first and also the Greek Gentile. But glory and honor in, in heart, peace shall be awarded to everyone who habitually does good, the Jew first and also the Greek, which is the Gentile. For God shows no partiality, no partiality, undue favor or unfairness with him. One man is not different from another. So God is not a respectable person. All who have sinned without the law will also perish without regard to the law and all who have sinned under the law will be judged and condemned by the law for it is not merely hearing the law which is like reading it which is like you you listening to me read the scripture right it's not merely hearing it right that makes one righteous before god but it is the doers of the law who will be held guiltless and acquitted and justified amen like if you're going to court in, in this natural sense, right? If you are acquitted and, hey, you won your case, this is what Paul is telling us. It's not just really about reading the Bible because you can read the Bible from front to back, from, from middle to end, <laughs> from front to middle. Listen, he's saying, but it is the doers of the law who will be held guiltless and acquitted and justified. So God wants us to be doers. He wants us, just like what I'm doing right now, you know, when you become a disciple of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, he wants you to tell your testimony. Amen. He wants you to pray for people. He wants you to forgive people. He wants you to, to love and he wants you to, to ask for forgiveness. You know what I mean? You, th This is things that, God wants us to do. And it's not really a lot when you compare it to what the world wants you to do. <laughs> when Gentiles who have not the divine law <clears throat> do instinctive what the law requires, they are a law to themselves since they do not have the law. They show that the essential requirements of the law are written in their hearts and are operating there with which their conscious sense of right and wrong also bear witness and their moral decisions, their arguments of reason, their condemning or approving thoughts will accuse or perhaps defend and excuse them. On that day when, as my gospel proclaims, God by Jesus Christ will judge men in regard to the things which they conceal, their hidden thoughts. But if you bear the name of, of Jew 
and rely upon the law and pride yourselves in God and your relationship to him and know and understand his will and discernibly approve the better things and have a sense of what is vital because you were instructed by the law. And if you are confident that you yourself are a guide to the blind, a light to those who are in darkness, and that you are a corrector of the foolish, a teacher of the childish, having in the law the embodiment of knowledge and truth. Amen. So I basically read that because I was wanting to say, like, we have to just get right with God. That's really what this is all about. Getting right with God, repenting of our sins. That's how you get right with God is repenting, like acknowledging. That's like if you do something bad, like, you know, and you just say when you was a kid, you did something bad and you just say, you just make excuses up for it. That doesn't change the fact that the bad stuff was done. You know, all that means is that you're just making excuses, but you still need to like acknowledge that you did it. That's actually like the first way to start really getting healing is acknowledging, you know, that you did this. So that way you can not repeat it. And even if you did repeat it again, if you acknowledge it, at least, you know, okay, it won't be on purpose next time. Like you see what I mean? And this is why it's important that we have to acknowledge and understand why God wants to deliver us, why he wants us to be saved, why it is better to choose Jesus, you know, and not get involved with all this other stuff. Because it is a million different people out here with different doctrines and a lot of different religions and a lot of different cults and All I can tell you is, is that if you would only have a small mustard seed of faith and you really just want to be right with God, if you give him like just a little consideration, he can take you, he could take you to so many different levels. You wouldn't even understand like, how did you even get there? You know what I mean? You, well, of course you would know it's him. My point is, is that God can take you to a place of peace he can take you to so much comfort like the world can be in chaos but you can have this peace inside of you that you don't have to take you know all these extra pills that they have for you to control your body and you know whatever or these drugs and all this stuff you wouldn't even have to do all of that you know what I mean because God can give you a high that just won't quit (laughs) amen and that high is so beautiful in Jesus name yes so I am going to end this segment of this episode okay and I'm definitely going to be coming back I do enjoy doing this because I feel like it's good to talk about God's word. It's good to talk about your testimony, you know, things that's happened to you because it actually allows the listener to see your point of view, your perspective, and also to see how God has changed, you know, you, you know, like for me, God has changed me and my perspective was one way. Now I'm totally different. <laughs> like now 
okay, I just move differently. Like I, I see stuff differently. I pray now and I repent of my sins and I am conscious of what I'm doing and what I'm putting in, you know, inside of my spirit. So God bless you. And till next time, peace.